Welcome to the PreparedX podcast, your complete source for crisis, emergency, business continuity and security preparedness interviews, news, and much more. Now, your host, he creates chaos for a living, Rob Burton. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the PreparedX podcast. Uh, it's good to be uh, with you today. Uh, what are we on? January 5th. So far, so good. Uh, welcome to the new year and welcome back to the podcast. Um, if uh, you are a regular, we appreciate you. If you're a first timer uh, listening to our podcast, then again, uh, we appreciate uh, you taking the time out in your day. Uh, short one today. Um, and uh, we've got an interview coming up, hopefully in the next uh, episode. But uh, for, t- for today, it's uh, just myself. I think with the holidays, uh, people's schedules um, are obviously busy, taking time off and then getting straight back into uh, work uh, after the new year. But uh, we do have an interview coming up uh, with the Chief Information uh, Security Officer. Uh, and that hopefully again will be for the next episode, episode 83. But uh, for this one, it's just myself. And this episode is brought to you by the Principles of Operational Resilience, uh, which is a new course from uh, the International Crisis Management Conference. Uh, that course, uh, the new course, is um, uh, will cover the main elements required for a successful organizational framework uh, for any organization in any industry to become more resilient to face uh, future volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. So if you're interested in checking out uh, that course, uh, we'll leave some, some information here uh, on the page. But uh, if you go to crisisconferences.com, uh, you look on the training section within the site there, uh, you'll find all the information on that course. The first course uh, it will be delivered in February. Uh, the 17th and 18th. It's two afternoons, uh, three hours each afternoon. And uh, Paul Barker from the UK will be uh, delivering that course. Uh, 595 is the cost of that course. If you are a pro member, you do get, I think, 20 or 25% off uh, that uh, cost. So if you're interested in uh, checking out more details on that, go to crisisconferences.com and check out the training section, uh, the principles of operational resilience, a new course uh, coming up uh, later on in February. Okay, um, today's uh, podcast, um, and I'm shooting a video as well at the same time here. So trying to kill two birds with one stone today. So hopefully we'll have uh, the video out um, for you as well. Um, It's all around uh, virtual simulation exercises and our experience in delivering them um, last year. Um, We have, I think, a couple scheduled. um, We're starting to schedule a couple now for Q1. Um, but, um, you know, the, um, the ones that we did last year, we, we learned a lot from as well as our customers and they went actually really well. I was quite surprised, um, how well they actually did go. And, um, it certainly led to, uh, some of our customers, uh, realizing that, um, you know, that they need to do more because they were really, um, easy to, um, facilitate, to organize, um, and, um, some, some great lessons learned. So I'll start off with, um, you know, saying why do we still need to do these exercises? And I think for many of you, um, it's fairly obvious for those of you that are on the fence with, um, you know, why, why should we continue to um, do exercises, you know, while we're in this, the middle of this pandemic? Well, you know, as we've seen, and, you know, one example um, is the cyber event that took place, uh, the attack on the government that took place over the uh, holidays. It also impacted, I believe, over 50 uh, major organizations. That's certainly something that I read uh, 
over the holidays. Um, so, you know, preparedness continues in, in different um, elements of your business. Obviously, cyber is not relevant um, to all organizations, although, um, it, you know, it should be certainly on the radar, uh, but it's more prominent for, you know, some, some, of, some organizations over others. So you certainly should be looking at different types of scenarios um, and not just, you know, be focused in on um, the pandemic, which has obviously been around now for, I believe, a year. Um, certainly it was um, uncovered um, by the World Health Organization. I saw a tweet uh, yesterday, I think it was a year yesterday when they first tweeted uh, about an, is an issue in Wuhan uh, province um, over in China and uh, that post, um, that tweet was retweeted again yesterday. So quite interesting, it's been uh, a year. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so I think it's important to continue to uh, prepare. And again, cyber is just one example of that. Um, a couple of our customers uh, work in high-risk environments, um, you know, chemicals, uh, oil and gas. And uh, again, their, uh, their need to prepare their uh, leaders, um, their folks on the ground, the emergency responders, their, their need to uh, interact with their stakeholders uh, continues. Um, we continue to uh, produce uh, their products and services, whatever they, they may do uh, in their environments. So, you know, for them, again, it's, it's different. So your organization, uh, each organization is different in terms of that. Um, so um, let's take a look here at um, which platform to use uh, initially. Um, so we've used Zoom. Uh, I think we've used Teams as well. Um, although we, we've used Zoom probably more than we have Teams with the exercises um, and certainly with the training that we do, we, we use Zoom a lot, um, <clears throat> a lot of functionality there for the different types of trainings that we do as well as presentations. Um, and, and both can be used quite effectively. Teams has been used effectively as well for breakout groups, but certainly uh, Zoom has that capability where uh, during the exercise, we can break those functional groups down or different teams down uh, so they can have their conversations regarding uh, the impact to their environment. And then we come back as a larger group uh, and that's managed easily. Uh, as a facilitator, I would drop into different groups uh, uh, different, um, you know, different teams, you know, see how they're making out. Sometimes we'd have a facilitator. Uh, I think uh, we did that for one exercise where we had a facilitator in each of the groups, and then they came back uh, as a central group and had the uh, larger discussion. So uh, technology worked uh, really easily and easy to set up. And it seems like everybody's used to that now. So uh, no problems on the tech front. Um, so that was good. Um, and then the use use of those breakout groups, as I mentioned, um, um, is really important. You know, we, we do that in tabletop exercises, uh, certainly in functional exercises. Uh, we, we use that as a tool uh, to be able to get these, these uh, smaller groups to, you know, really think about the details around the challenges that they're faced with. Um, and so that's really important because the devil is always in the detail um, as it relates to scenario planning. So again, that worked out really uh, well. And you should continue uh, to do that if you do your own tabletop exercises. Uh, the delivery of the scenario, um, again, you know, in, in the different formats worked really well. Um, you know, we traditionally have had a PowerPoint deck with all the multimedia built into it uh, from, from the communication standpoint and obviously the operational pieces as well. Um, so adding some, a little bit of flair, if you will, but um, adding some 
um, some images or some uh, multimedia uh, to bring a little bit of realism um, to to the exercise. We've always done that very successfully, and it's no different. Um, and it presents uh, well through these um, different technologies. Um, so that's not been a problem. Um, one thing we'll, I will say, and that we've um, we've found to be useful as well, is as we're going through the scenario. Um, and let's say we, we've got an inject period of let's say it's the first hour of content uh, at first hour of you know what's happening in the scenario um, we've also then you know discussed that on the screen we've separated the teams out but then we've emailed it immediately to the teams so not everyone has a scenario ahead of time um, those teams get presented the scenario they go away and as they're having the discussions they get sent that piece of information as well so as they go forward in the scenario they can take a look back and that saves you as the facilitator to go back through uh, the deck um, if somebody wants to look at something they can look at that as an individual uh, wherever they wherever they may be <clears throat> if they're at home you know they can take a look back through the emails and the emails come up each inject period so it's very easy for them to check check back to see what happened in the first hour of the scenario so that's a little tactic that uh, we've used and we used that for virtual exercises previously and uh, again uh, no different here that's it's 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 important that that probably comes from someone internally to your team so they recognize that email coming through so that's the only one um one thing that we we did notice that um we were requested in, in one case to, to to manage that which we can do um but um sometimes our emails are not recognizable um or sometimes um you know an individual will will not accept or not open an email from someone they're not familiar with again if it's someone from inter uh, internal then it certainly um is more beneficial um identifying issues is still the core part of running these exercises so that doesn't change in your virtual exercises and i think um what we've seen is much more of a focus um, during for virtual exercises, and that, and that surprised me. It was one of the big lessons that I, I learned from this, um, was, again, our scenarios are designed specific to, you know, your environment, to the customer's environment. Um, and, and that, um, you know, really focuses the team in on what they're supposed to be doing for that period of time. Um, and sometimes if we're in the office environment, um, you know, we've had people step out to, to go to another meeting or to deal with something. Uh, whereas here we're, we're at home, uh, we're in our office at home or wherever we're working from uh, at home or, you know, maybe, maybe in the office, but there's nobody else typically in the office. The office, um, is, you know, um, is less, um, less busy uh, than it normally is. But if we're at home, you know, we're kind of focused in on that one hour or that three hours, whatever the session may be. Um, and that's really, um, I found uh, to be one of the uh, advantages of running these sessions where, you know, again, we've got that period of time, we're focused in, uh, and we know, um, you know, what we're going to be looking at uh, for the next few hours. And, and that's a scenario uh, that the team is going to be, you know, walking through. So focus has been a, a really interesting one. We've found that uh, teams have benefited from that time in discussing those different issues. Um, and uh, that's worked out really well. Um, uh, taking breaks, uh, you know, if, if, if you've got a three to four hour session, you need a break in the middle, um, you know, shorter sessions, you probably don't need them. 90 minutes, two hours, we've gone <coughs> without, <coughs> excuse me, without um, 
having <clears throat> having a break so that's um that's quite interesting again longer longer periods of time give people a break to um and, and if people are more comfortable you can tell them at the beginning look if, if you need to take a break uh, throughout um you know you can go and do that but you know you know if you've got um a team that um you know really wants to get through the material then try and keep them together as as much as you possibly can um, and then I think the final note really that I have here um, uh, is with regards to, um, you know, your scenarios. And, and again, as you think through what you want to the, you know, the team to be looking at, um, you know, take a look back at what, what happened uh, with your plans from uh, 2020 and, and your responses to COVID. Uh, take a look at an opportunity for, you know, in, in increasing or improving your plans. If you've not done that already, that probably has been a continual thing for many of you uh, throughout the year. But then, you know, then now is it time to take a look at, uh, you know, Know, different different types of scenarios that uh, may impact your different risks uh, that are on your radar uh, and then you know putting the team through those uh, those paces I think we're, you know we seem to be um, obviously you know in this routine now of uh, you know managing COVID uh, and that's been you know certainly the, the case for the best part of nine nine or ten months for, for most organizations so um, if you've not done anything in that nine or ten months anything different in terms of scenario planning uh, then maybe it's time to you know take a look at um, some different challenges that you may be faced with this year. Uh, so if you've got any questions uh, or you want to get in touch with regards to virtual exercises, then uh, feel free to do so. Uh, you can email me at rob.burton at preparedx.com. You can find me on LinkedIn um, and some of the other social uh, outlets where we pr produce and uh, push content out. Um, one product you may want to look at as well, um, if you uh, don't need our full support in running exercises, we have a product known as First Look. Um, this is essentially where one of our ex exercise design specialists um, put, you know, puts the scenarios together for you and then you deliver locally. And it's really um, an interesting an interesting deck that we send out uh, it has voiceover so it guides you through essentially the scenario you have your discussions as a team you document the findings and essentially you run a, a mini exercise and uh, they, they seem to be um, they seem to be quite well accepted again if it budgets a, a challenge for you and you don't want um, you know the likes of myself or any of uh, my colleagues um, supporting the exercise uh, in person you know via the conference um, then uh, you can certainly run it yourself uh, with your own team um, using our first look product and if you're interested in first look take a look at uh, preparedx.com and uh, we have all the information with regards to first look on there and again if you've got any questions just reach out uh to me i'll be happy to answer any of those questions okay well that's it again like i mentioned a short one today for um uh for episode 82 uh we appreciate uh, you listening in if you can share this uh with your network we'd appreciate that provide any feedback uh we'd really appreciate that also thank you and until episode 83 um stay safe out there and we look forward to uh seeing you soon take care